Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season two, episode seven, Wax Magic. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams, written by Carl Binder, directed by William Fruitt, original air date, November 14th, 1988. The cursed antique from Friday the 13th wiki is a handkerchief belonging to Louis the 16th that gives life to wax statues, but one must kill for the other to live. We also have a couple of repeat actors in this episode. Susanna Hoffman, who played Marie in this episode, also played Caitlin Stoker in The Baron's Bride, and Angelo Rizikos, who plays Aldwin Chase in this episode, also played Eli Putman in The Electrocutioner. I didn't find any warehouse connections other than the small artifact connection that will be mentioned later in this episode. Hi, this is Vicki. Kim and I's schedules are a little bit hectic for the next couple weeks. So in my ultimate over-the-top goal to always be ahead, I can't let a couple weeks go without getting at least one or two episodes done, edited, and scheduled. And even though it's July 12th, and this probably won't even get published until September, it's just me. That's just how I am. I want to get as many done between seasons of Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, and Discovery. Now that those two are over, I have time to just concentrate on one podcast. So I wanted to get as much done as humanly possible because I'm just like that. Yes, it's hard to be me because I make myself anxious over everything, but it's even harder for people to put up with me. So you can send Kim some sympathy cards for having to deal with me all the time. (laughs) But anyway, at this point in the podcast, you've already heard the credits and you've already heard the the artifact of the week, I was going to say, the cursed antique of the week and any warehouse connections that I may or may not have found. I'm not sure yet because I'm recording blindly. I'm watching 10 minutes of the episode, recording my notes, watching 10 minutes more, recording my notes. So as we said in the last couple episodes that I was going to just take notes blindly and not watch it more than once so I can get our first reactions. Well, this is going to be even more first reaction because I'm only watching and recording probably 10 minutes at a time. So I have no idea what's going on at this point. I have no idea what the artifact, the antique is. So let's get going. So here we are at season two, episode seven, Wax Magic. So this episode opens at a carnival, and it looks like we're following a high school couple around as they make their way through the rides and the activities of the carnival. And just as they win a giant stuffed bear, the person operating the game that they're playing at takes notice of Marie, who's working in a ticket booth across the way. She's holding her head as if she's not well. Her boss, Eldrin, comes out and yells at her about loudspeakers not working. And she tells him that her head is splitting, so she turned him off for 10 minutes or something. She turns the speakers back on, and we learn that she's a ticket seller for the Wax Museum. The guy working at the game goes over to see if she needs some aspirin, but she passes out before he can get them for her. Her boss comes out and shoves the game guy away and tells him to keep his hands off her and picks her up and carries her inside. He brings her to a chair. She wakes up and says she can't see, and it hurts. Aldrin says... He'll take care of everything and takes out some kind of white thing that I couldn't really tell what it was. This is the only problem I'm going to have with not looking up the cursed antique ahead of time because I can't always tell what the things are. But it kind of looks like a piece of cloth to me. But he says the pain will go away in a minute. Now, immediately I'm thinking because this is a wax museum that she's really a wax person that he's brought to life. So... (laughs) 
So yeah, these are the theories you're going to have to put up with from now on. Then we just move back out to the high school couple outside the carnival, leaving the carnival, talking about what a good time they had as the carnival's closing. Can't see. Just rest. I'll take care of everything. Pain will be gone in a moment. Go now. Take the pain away. Aldwin, and I just figured out it's Aldwin and not Aldrin, takes the cloth and holds it in front of Marie and then brings it to something or someone wearing a cape and carrying an an axe and says, take the pain away. So this caped person leaves the room and the next scene we see is the couple still roaming around making their way out of the carnival. So we can pretty much guarantee that they're goners. They see the caped figure running towards them and they try to get to their car, but he hacks both of them, I think, They don't show us with an axe. And we just see the bear hit the ground. So now we're back with Marie, who's sleeping in bed. I'm going to predict right now that she's going to either become Ryan's next girlfriend or at least his next stalking victim. She wakes up and Aldrin tells her that he told her he'd take care of everything. So we move on to Ryan getting blown off by someone named Sally over the phone. They were supposed to go to the carnival. Jack, you know, says she probably didn't plan to get sick. And Ryan said she only gets sick when she has to do something she doesn't want to. So if she doesn't want to go to the carnival, why did he buy tickets for the carnival for them to go to if she doesn't want to? And then wonder why she calls him and says she's sick. Anyway, he asked Jack to go with him because he's all dressed up with no place to go. And Jack's expression when he looks over at what Ryan considers dressed up is hilarious. But Ryan convinces him by telling him that it must be awful to get old. And they go to the carnival. So while there, Ryan crashes into Marie and makes her spill her drinks. He asks if she works there. I don't know why. She could have just been anybody buying a soda, but I don't know. She says she works at the wax museum. Ryan leaves Jack and runs off to give Marie the replacement sodas he bought. Ryan tells her that, coincidentally, he was just looking for the wax museum. And he walks with her over there. And the guy at the chicken game watches as they go by. Obviously, he knows something about something, but we don't know what. Aldwin comes out of the wax museum and and Marie introduces him to Ryan as her husband. Aldwin doesn't look happy, but she still offers to show Ryan around. So I guess she won't be Ryan's new girlfriend, but there's still a stalking possibility. After they go in, Aldwin notices the chicken game guy watching. So Ryan's impressed with the wax statues and asks to see the workroom, even though Marie just said that no one's allowed to go back there. And just as she agrees, Aldwin shows up and loses his temper and tries to throw him out. Look, I can take a peek, right? I'm fascinated by this stuff. All right. All right, that's far enough. Marie, you know no one's allowed back there. Sorry, it's all my fault. I'll have to ask you to leave. Look, I said I was sorry. I didn't mean to cause you any trouble. I said you'll have to leave. Wait a minute. I've had enough of our rules gawking at my wife. Wait a minute. I wasn't doing it. She's not some carnival bimbo that you can pick up. So before Aldwin is able to get Ryan out, Marie faints. Ryan wants to get help, but Aldwin throws him out. Don't touch her. It's just one of her spells. I'll, I'll get a doctor. No. She'll be fine. Well, look, she's maybe hurt. She needs... I'm all she needs. Now get the hell out of here. Outside, the chicken game guy asks if Marie's okay and starts to tell Ryan whatever he suspects might be going on. But Jack interrupts and he leaves before Ryan can explain what's going on to Jack and they can get back to talk to him again. This time, Alvin calls the caped person Lizzie and apologizes for disturbing her. He takes the cloth out and gives it to Lizzie. So is this supposed to be Lizzie Borden? The name and the axe fits. We did have Lizzie Borden's compact in the warehouse episode Reset, where HG was trying to destroy the world. The compact made Kelly almost stab Pete to death. 
Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Anyway, outside there are two drunk men walking around and arguing about who's driving since both of them seem to be drunk. One goes into the woods to go to the bathroom and Lizzie hacks up the other guy. As soon as that happens, Marie jumps up in bed. She says something about screaming and blood, but Aldwin tells her it must have been a nightmare. The next morning, Ryan insists on going back to the carnival because he's worried about Marie and how her husband wouldn't let him call a doctor. Jack tries to talk him out of interfering with a married couple, but he gives up and Ryan leaves. So I'm wondering why, if this seems to happen to her all the time, why her husband was yelling at her and said she didn't need a break when she said her head was killing her at the beginning of the episode. At that point, we didn't know it was her husband, and I just thought he was some crappy boss. So anyway, after Ryan leaves, Jack sees an article in the paper about a murder at the carnival. It only shows a picture of one person, and it says, headless body found. So I assume this is the drunk guy. But so where's the kids' bodies? Did anybody find the kids' bodies? So back at the museum, Aldwin is thanking Lizzie for her help and apologizing for the inconvenience. Marie comes in and Aldwin tells her that it's going to be a busy Saturday and he doesn't want her taking any breaks. And I know I just said that and I didn't realize he was going to tell her not to take any breaks again, but I don't really understand this at all. I'm gathering from his possessiveness that he doesn't want her talking to or meeting people if she leaves the booth. But she's concerned about passing out and he tells her he's sure she's fine, which we know she isn't because she keeps passing out. So it doesn't make sense. So he asks her to clean whatever spilled on Lizzie's dress and she notices that it's blood. And she sees visions of what Lizzie did to the drunk guy the night before. So now I'm kind of rethinking my theory of Marie being made of wax. And maybe she's like a reincarnation of Lizzie Borden, but maybe doesn't have any idea who she is. I don't know. I'm on the fence. She still could be made of wax. (laughs) I doubt it. I'm sorry. (laughs) So anyway, after she sees the visions, she screams and Aldwin tells her again that it was just a dream, but we see that the chicken guy came in and he yells at Aldwin to let her see a doctor. Aldwin smacks him and he falls. Marie yells and tries to help him. Now at least we know his name is Danny, so I don't have to keep calling him the chicken game guy. Danny gets up and leaves and Marie runs out after him. So just at that point, Ryan drives into the grounds. There's cops there, but Ryan says he works there, so they let him go in. The cops on this show in general are just ridiculous. I don't think we've seen a cop who wasn't ridiculous. 
So we have all of these cops and detectives all over the place. And Ryan's the one who finds the drunk guy's finger. But it looked plastic and hollow, so I'm just realizing that Lizzie didn't cut the drunk guy's finger off. I didn't even mention it earlier when he was killing the drunk guy because I thought it was the drunk guy's finger. And I didn't think much of it. So I didn't think it was important. But apparently, it must have been Lizzie's finger that came off. So Ryan doesn't tell the police what he found. They ask, but he doesn't tell them. So once again... You know, I don't know where these cops came from, but they all seem to be the same in this area where they live. Hey, you find something, kid? 409. Quarter. Must be my lucky day. So back at the store, Jeff finds another article about headless bodies that may be the missing teens. So does this mean that the missing teens weren't at the same carnival site? Maybe that was from before. They were showing us something from before they moved to the spot. I don't know. Jack rushes out to find Ryan. Meanwhile, Ryan finds Marie wandering around the grounds. She agrees to have coffee with him. Ryan asks if she's seen a doctor about her spells, but she tells him that Alzwin says they'll pass. She says she can't remember anything lately and it must be due to the nightmares because Ryan asked how long she's had him. She tells him about Lizzie killing someone in her dreams, and then she explains Lizzie Borden. So Alden comes to get Marie to go to work. Marie leaves, and Jack shows up and tells Ryan that there was a murder last night, and also other murders everywhere the carnival has been, all headless and all killed with an axe. I'm I glad I found you. We've got work to do. There was a murder last night. I know, it's on the cops. Yes, but not only that, there have been other murders practically everywhere this carnival's been in the last two months. All killed with an axe. All the bodies found headless. Jack, I was just talking to Marie. She had a nightmare last night about Lizzie Borden. And while I was walking over here in the parking lot, I found this. That's wax. I think it's time we paid a visit to the museum. So Ryan tells him about the conversation he just had with Marie and the Lizzie Borden dream and shows him the wax finger he found. Danny's under the table and hears their conversation. Jack and Ryan head to the museum. Jack plays a game to watch the front, probably, while Ryan sneaks in. Ryan heads for the wood shop and finds the Lizzie statue and some face mold and other body parts. He goes to look inside a trunk but is interrupted by Danny who says they need to talk. Ryan leaves with him as Aldwin notices the rope off-limits gate in front of his workshop was partially on the floor. Because always, when you're trespassing somewhere where you're not supposed to be, you should always leave the door open or the rope down in a highly visible area. Always. Aldwin leaves his tour in time to see someone on their way out of the tent flap. Ryan comes out with Danny and meets up with Jack. Aldwin sees the three of them go into a tent across the way. Danny tells them that one day Marie is really sick and the next perfectly fine. Her husband never seems to worry about any of this, and she does everything he says. So he's assumed she's never seen a doctor. He tells them that, that Aldwin has been with the carnival for years, but Marie is a townie. Aldwin had a thing for her, but she had absolutely no interest in him at all. So Danny thought it was odd when she followed him to the next stop. Her parents reported her missing, but she wouldn't leave when the police came looking for her, and she was of age, so they couldn't force her. They asked Danny to call them if anything strange happens, and Aldwin hears the whole conversation from outside the tent they're in. Back in the store, Ryan checks the missing person's story with the police, and it's true. Jack is checking the manifest for anything to do with wax, or the name, or the carnival, but it's having no luck. So they move on to learning about wax sculpture. So after dark, Danny notices a person in a cape leaving the wax museum and follows. He's killed by the figure, and we could see that the figure is either Marie or has Marie's face. So now we're back with the police everywhere. Aldwin goes inside to tell Marie that the body found was Danny. He makes advances. Marie tells him that she's not in the mood. 
a headache excuse would have worked here. Aldwin becomes abusive, telling her that he'll tell her when she doesn't feel like it. And she owes him everything and has no right to say no. Oi, we're not going to comment there. She says that she just doesn't want to anymore, and Aldwin immediately thinks there's someone else. Of course he does. Right here, I assume that Ryan would show up because stalker, and Aldwin would assume that the someone else is Ryan. Although, he doesn't have to stretch his imagination all that hard to come up with Ryan, even if he doesn't show up right here. And as predicted, Aldwin thinks it's Ryan because he tried to get into Aldwin's workroom, which I don't know what him breaking into his workroom would make him think that he's trying to have an affair with his wife. I mean, that might lead a person to believe that somebody's suspicious about something. I don't think you'd go to, this guy broke into my workshop, so he must want to have an affair with my wife. I would think this guy broke into my workshop because he knows something's going on with me and the wax figures or something. I mean, maybe the fact that he's always around her might make you think that, but breaking into his workroom doesn't really make any sense. So although Ryan doesn't show up here, he threatens Ryan and Marie's life if she's lying about Ryan not being the other man. And then he wonders what's happening to her. He says he made her to want to be with him and love him. The made her makes me go back to my original theory. Even though when I first thought of it, I did think it was ridiculous. But now as the episode goes on and on, I kind of now believe that Marie is a wax figure. That still might be off the wall, but I'm I'm leaning back towards that theory. You don't stop acting so strange. I'll give you the worst headache you ever had. You're hurting. What is happening to you? I made you want to be with me, Marie. I made you want to love me. Why aren't you the way you used to be? So I'm still not sure what the antique is. Is it the piece of cloth or is it the wax figure or both? If it's the cloth, can it be used on any wax figure to do whatever it does? I assume it takes the pain away, but how? So Ryan shows up at the store and he tells Jack about Danny's murder. And there's no question in his mind who's behind it. Jack found information on the handkerchief belonging to Louis XVI. Marie Tussaud, who we all know is from the famous wax museums, made a death mask for Louis XVI and was paid with his handkerchief. Louis XVI died as a result of a beheading. Look at this, a handkerchief belonging to Louis XVI. Does the name Marie Tussaud mean anything to you? The wax sculpt? Of the world-famous Madame Tussaud's waxworks. Now look, she escaped from Paris during the French Revolution after casting a death mask of Louis XVI, for which she was paid with his handkerchief. Louis was beheaded and so are Chase's victims. He's using the handkerchief to cure Marie of her headaches? Well, I'll bet he's using a wax figure to behead his victims. So Jack and Ryan come up with the theory that he's using a wax figure to behead his victims to cure Marie's headache. So I'm not sure what the story of Madame Tussaud and the handkerchief just told leads Ryan to believe he's, he's using the handkerchief to cure Marie's headache. Unless I guess they're relating beheadings to headache. That could be it, I guess. But anyway, Ryan remembers the Lizzie Borden statue and, and figures that he's using the handkerchief to bring her back to life. So Jack sends Ryan off to talk to Marie about Chase, who's Aldwin. I was confused at the beginning when they kept calling him Chase because I didn't know who Chase was, but I realized that must be Aldwin's last name. Jack goes off to find the handkerchief. Aldwin leaves Marie alone at the ticket booth to go to the bank. She seems to have a headache when Ryan shows up 
to ask her to take a break. Jack sneaks in the workroom while Ryan and Marie go on a break. Ryan asks Marie questions about why she married Alduin, but Marie is having flashbacks of Danny's murder. Ryan tries to find out if she had headaches before she married Alduin, but she can't remember. And then we see Alduin watching either Ryan and Marie or Jack. I'm not sure right now. Ryan gives her his card and he's ready to leave when she says it's nice that Ryan cares about her and it's nice to be cared about, which makes Ryan ask again what's going on between her and Alduin. Alduin comes in and tells him to get away from his wife and when Jack comes in to see what's happening, Alduin yells, hey Rube, which I guess calls all the other employees. So they're deemed troublemakers and are thrown out of the tent by these big guys who showed up. Neither of them found what they were looking for. Then we get another scene of Alduin yelling about all he's done for her. He hits her and takes out the handkerchief and says Ryan will wish he's never laid eyes on her. Ryan and Jack get back to the store. Ryan tells him that Marie can't remember anything before she married Alduin. Just then, Lizzie Borden jumps down from I don't know where and starts smashing the place up. She almost kills Jack, but Ryan shows up with some sort of flamethrower and shoots it at her. To melt the wax, I guess. Which is a pretty good idea. I wouldn't have thought of it. He only melted her hands, but it made her stop attacking. And when he lifts the hood, it's Marie. And she begins screaming at the sight of her melted hands. So then in the next scene, she's on the floor. Ryan insists that she's alive, but Jack tells him that she was alive. And that Aldwin preserved the woman he couldn't have in wax. Ryan thinks he's ki- she kills on her own to stay alive, but Jack thinks it's Aldwin who has her killed to keep her alive. And honestly, at this point, I think Jack is right because she doesn't seem to know what's going on after Ryan burned her. And it was like she woke up. She didn't know that she was killing people. But on the other hand, maybe her screaming in shock was just about her hands. I can't tell right now. Jack explains that as she kills, she is more alive and in turn, more aware of the killing. Preserved her in wax, the woman he loved and couldn't have. She kills to stay alive. Chase has her killed to preserve the life force. It's the only way he can keep his, his perfect creation. Well, what about the nightmares? As she kills, she's becoming more and more alive herself, and so she's becoming aware of the truth. She's becoming human again. So Marie wakes up and asks Ryan to take her home. She says she doesn't understand what's happening, but she wants to go home. Jack wants to take the handkerchief, but Ryan says that if he does, Marie will die. Jack has to explain that she's already dead. Ryan can't do it, and he leaves the room so he doesn't have to watch Jack take it from her. But Marie keeps calling Ryan and telling him not to let Jack hurt her. So now I'm wondering if she really does know what's happening, because she sounds like she's kind of conning Ryan into coming back. So Aldwin comes in shooting before Jack can get the handkerchief. He grabs Marie and runs out of the store. Jack was hit in the arm, but he says he's all right. He sends Ryan after Aldwin and the handkerchief. Aldwin brings her back to her workshop, and it, it looks as if he's going to make new hands, but Marie is awake and asks what's happened to her. She wants to know why he's done this, and is realizing that the nightmares she's having weren't nightmares at all. And she's pretty much figured everything out, which is confusing to Aldwin. He says that it's impossible. But it is possible, apparently. So Aldwin tells her that the only way he could have her was to have her as wax. She doesn't want him to do this, and she doesn't want to kill people. But before he's able to fix her hands, they hear a noise, and Aldwin goes out into the museum to investigate, and Ryan jumps him. So right here, I'm thinking that while she's left alone in the workshop, while Ryan and Aldwin are fighting, she's going to light herself on fire or something to end it all, so he can't fix her again. 
But if Ryan loses the fight, Baldwin will still have the handkerchief and he'll be able to make a new Marie. So I would imagine if she does light herself on fire, she has to hope that Ryan gets the handkerchief. Although I don't even know that she knows about the handkerchief. She just knows she's wax, right? Anyway, okay. So back at the fight, Baldwin has a knife and continues to miss Ryan, but he still kind of has the upper hand in the battle since he's the one with the knife. As they stumble into the workroom, Marie, who didn't light herself on fire or melt herself down like I thought, tries to stop Aldwin. But Aldwin pushes her, and she knocks over the pot that he was using to melt the wax for her new hands, and she's trapped behind a wall of fire. Ryan and Aldwin can't get to her. At first she looks afraid, but then you could see her face change as if she's decided something and walks into the flames and melts. And before melting, she says it's the only way. Back at the store, Jack is packing up the handkerchief. Apparently, Ryan was able to grab it while the police were going through all of the sculptures. So apparently, this is where some of the bodies went. And they were dipped in wax and became part of the museum. So my question is, they found the body of the drunk guy and they found the body of the two teenagers, the bodies of the two teenagers eventually. So I'm thinking that he was killing people and dipping them in wax before he figured out how to bring Marie to life. Because obviously he couldn't be hauling dead bodies in and dipping them in wax if Marie's around and awake. But I have to imagine, because he left bodies to be found, Danny's body too, that all of this dipping bodies in wax to make sculptures, which is really, that never even occurred to me, happened before he learned that he could bring Marie to life, I imagine. So I really did like this episode. I think it's one of my favorites so far. I really did like this one. So we'll be back next week with the next episode, and hopefully Kim will be back. If not, she'll be back the following week. Okay, we'll see you next time. This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at The Warehouse.